0: RTHK, the news at one with Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, football lovers in Hong Kong, Brazil and around the world pay tribute to perhaps the greatest player of all time, Pele. There are accusations of hypocrisy as South Korea becomes the latest country to impose COVID restrictions on Chinese travelers. And the MTR Corporation says it's going full speed ahead to restore cross-border trains as it prepares for the return of mainland visitors. Brazil has declared three days of mourning for Pele, for many, the world's greatest ever footballer, who has died in Sao Paulo at the age of 82. Pele's wake will be held on Monday at the Santos Football Club, for many years his home stadium. The regional government said it would name a new road complex after him to be called King Pele. Here is Pele speaking to the BBC back in 2002, reflecting on when he first started to play football.
1: In Brazil... We started to, to, to kick ball in the street, you know, with uh, six, seven years old. But uh, when I remember, I was involved deeply with the heart in the game. I was nine years old to ten years old. Then Brazil played against uh, Uruguay in the Maracanã, was the final. And then I saw my father in the radio, and listen the game in Maracanã. Then Brazil lost. My father started to cry. And I said, father, you don't worry, because I'm going to win. One World Cup for you. I'm going to play in the future, you know. Then eight years later, I was in the World Cup.
0: Pelé played in Hong Kong several times in the early 70s, most notably delighting local fans with a 15-minute hat-trick for his Brazilian team Santos against Newcastle United in 1972. A visit to the city by Pelé two years before that had inspired Scotsman Derek Curry to move to Hong Kong as a professional footballer. Curry, one of the stars of Hong Kong football's golden era in the 70s, went on to play against Pelé no fewer than five times.
1: The Hong Kong public knew of Pelle and how good he was, after, particularly after the 1970 World Cup. that was still fresh in their minds. So obviously when he came in 1970, they were all clambering for tickets to watch him, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere to go on the field. In Statue there was no difference from anybody else. He just had a box of tricks up his sleeve. He actually knew before the ball came to him what he was going to do next with the ball. Defenders didn't didn't have a clue. He could dummy the ball, he could trap the ball, he could shake his shoulders and send the defender the wrong way. He he could do anything. He he always came up with something different, and that was the beauty of Pele. You never knew what was going to happen next.
0: South American football journalist Tim Vickery says Pele was the first true global star of the game.
2: He was so far ahead of its time, it's unreal. He's He's a global icon of the game before the game truly went global. As a nine-year-old kid, Pelé saw his father crying listening to the radio of the final of the 1950 World Cup when Uruguay surprised Brazil and beat them 2-1. And Pelé was so shocked by seeing his father crying that he he decided he would avenge that. And within 20 years, in the yellow shirt, he had helped Brazil win win the competition three times. And that last time, 1970, he's perhaps a little bit past his best. He's bulked up a little bit, but he knows everything. Uh, and uh, some of the moves that he produced in that World Cup, not only the goals he scored, but the goals he laid on, goals that he nearly scored, have lived on in the collective memory. And that was the first one, Mexico 70. It was the first one that was broadcast live around most of the world. Uh, and the images from the Mexican sunshine, they had a kind of another otherworldly element to them, a little bit like the moon landing a few months earlier. And I think what Pele and and his supporting cast did in 1970 is not radically different from the moon landing in terms of the impact that it had on everyone who who saw it at the time.
0: The top Brazilian star of today, Neymar, said that before Pele, 10 was just a number, football only a sport, and he'd changed it all. Dennis Tuart became a lifelong friend of Pele's when he was signed to replace the Brazilian at the New York Cosmos.
2: When Clive Toy was trying to get him, you know, he said, Come over here, you won't just influence a club, you will influence a nation. And that's one of the reasons why Pele came to New York, because he felt he could influence the nation, the United States, to turn to soccer, because it was a very limited coverage over there.
0: But how was Pele viewed by ordinary Brazilians? Here's a brief selection
1: Pele was a very important person for our country. He was a champion and brought lots of happiness. We've lost somebody who was loved by the Brazilian people. We are sending all our support to his family and those close to him. Brazil is grieving. We've lost someone very
2: special for the nation. Brazilians will be very sad, that's for sure. He's an icon of our history. He presented Brazil, Brazilian football to the world, so we will miss him.
0: He was the best player of all times, the king of football, incomparable. He won three World Cups. No one else has done that, only Pelé. South Korea says it will impose COVID testing requirements on travelers from China and insisted that flights from China land only at Incheon Airport. South Korea joins other countries such as the U.S., Japan and India in taking new border measures after Beijing's decision to lift COVID policies. Aina Tangan, senior fellow at the Taihe Institute and chairman of Asia Narratives, called them hi- hypocritical. These are all countries that were complaining just uh, at the end of November that uh, China should open up and that it was hampering economic activity. Now, um, you know, just a few weeks later, they're saying um, that they want to reverse that and that they need to protect their people. That's understandable, but its it does sound a little hypocritical at this point. A coronavirus that's existing in China, and there's about four variants that they've established. Uh, th- these have been uh, around for a long time. They've swept through uh, all of these nations that are now imposing these uh, restrictions. So it does sound
2: a very, very political.
0: Meanwhile, passenger flights from Hong Kong to Sapporo, Fukuoka, and Okinawa were able to resume today after Japanese authorities eased restrictions at limited arrivals to four airports. People flying to the three new destinations must not have been to the mainland within the previous seven days. Japan's move to limit flights from the mainland, Macau, and Hong Kong has led to a series of flight cancellations and caused confusion for travelers. Ethan, who set off for Okinawa from Hong Kong this morning, says he's happy to be traveling after it looked like the trip would be called off.
1: Really happy. I'm very thankful um, that the Japanese government sorted it out for us. And yeah, hoping we're going to have a fun adventure. (laughs) We put so much effort into this trip. I don't know what will happen if it gets canceled again.
0: The MTR Corporation says test runs on the long-suspended high-speed rail line to the mainland will begin next week, with tickets to go on sale three days before passenger services begin. Its head of cross-boundary operations, Cheung chi Kung, says tickets, oh, sorry, tests will allow staff to familiarize themselves with the line, which hasn't operated since 2020 because of the pandemic. The exact reopening date is awaiting a government announcement. But Mr. Cheung says the corporation is preparing for the expected return of mainland visitors next month, including by increasing service frequencies on other lines and deploying more staff.
2: When the border first reopens, we will increase manpower to make sure the operation is smooth. We will provide appropriate assistance to passengers. After all, services have been suspended for a while. They may need some help
0: when they cross the border. The U.N. humanitarian coordinator for Afghanistan has warned that the Taliban's decision to ban Afghan women from working for NGOs is already hitting urgent aid programs. Ramiz Alakbarov said the country's humanitarian needs were probably the worst he'd seen in his 30-year career. He warned that a halt in the distribution of shelters was already affecting displaced families in freezing winter temperatures. He said relief teams needed women members.
2: Uh, we do not believe that it is possible to deliver uh, a comprehensive humanitarian action without participation
0: of women, and uh, that's why it's, uh, the statement was issued. That's why we are uh, actively working uh, with uh, interlocutors on the ground to find solution to this current situation. The controversial British-American social media personality, Andrew Tate, has reportedly been detained in Romania as part of a human trafficking and rape investigation. Police raided the luxury villa of the former kickbox champion in the suburb of the capital, Bucharest. A video of the raid released by Romanian police shows Mr. Tate and his younger brother, Tristan, being taken away. The most hardline government in Israel's history has been sworn in. The Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu insists he will promote tolerance and peace, but the coalition has stirred unease as Mr. Netanyahu took his oath, hundreds of Israelis gathered outside the parliament to protest, among them Karen Sar.
1: We came to demonstrate uh, against a government that is maybe legal but not legitimate. A government that wants to uh, break down Israel's democracy after the laws that they are planning to pass, Israel will continue to exist, but not as a democracy.
0: Russia has launched a big barrage of missile attacks across Utah, Ukraine, targeting civilians and critical infrastructure. The Ukrainian Defense Ministry said on Twitter that the assault was one of the most massive missile attacks since the beginning of the full-scale invasion. Many areas have been left without electricity. The mayor of Kiev, Vitaly Klitschko, said three people were injured. But he said Moscow would not break the will of the Ukrainian people.
2: The Russians want to bring us to black time without uh, lighting, without heating. Uh, they have to bring the depression mood to everyone. Instead, them Ukrainian people very angry and they told better we stay without electricity, without heating,
0: but we never give up. The first licensed cannabis shop has opened in New York City a year after the drug was legalized in the U.S. state. State legislation passed in March last year allowed adults aged 21 and over to buy cannabis from licensed businesses. With more details, here's the BBC's Ian McWilliam.
2: Crowds of eager customers and media gathered for the official opening of New York City's first legal recreational cannabis dispensary in Manhattan, not far from Washington Square. This first shop is run by Housing Works, an HIV and homelessness charity that plans to use the proceeds to fund its social programs. New York is expected to be one of the most lucrative markets in the rapidly growing U.S. marijuana industry. Dozens more shops are due to open in the coming months. Many unlicensed vendors have already been selling the drug illegally but openly. With its strategic Manhattan location, the Housing Works dispensary expects to do a lively trade.
0: Back to sport and in American football, the penultimate weekend of the NFL's regular season got underway this morning. The playoff-bound Dallas Cowboys beat the Tennessee Titans 27-13. to 13. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Bengals have their sights on the AFC North Division title when they host the Buffalo Bills this weekend. More from RTHK's Ray Jovanovic. Two big games for me this weekend. The one that's Probably, uh, without question, the one that's going to gain the most attention is Monday night, the last game of Week 17. And that's going to be between, of course, the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals playing in Cincinnati. These are the two hottest teams in the AFC. The Bengals have won seven consecutive games. The Bills have won six. Two of the great quarterbacks in the game right now, Joe Burrow against Josh Allen. The other game that is important is between Miami and New England. For the Dolphins, they've lost four in a row. It's a must-win if they're going to make the playoffs. In the English Premier League, Liverpool welcome Leicester City to Anfield tonight. The Reds' boss, Jurgen Klopp, says the second half of the season is shaping up to be hugely competitive.
2: I think everybody can be excited about the season because it will be a massive fight. There will be a lot of spectacular football games, I'm pretty sure. I think we saw that already the league started really in an exceptional manner. Uh, The intensity was insane. And so, yeah, a lot of good football to come.
0: West Ham United host Brentford in a London derby tonight. in tonight's other Premier League match. The Bees boss Thomas Frank signed a new long-term deal with the club last week and says he wants to help the team continue to evolve.
2: When you do something very successful, then people find out and they find a way to uh, to play against uh, that way. And then you need to find another way to try to be very successful because if you just stick with the way over time with your team or as a manager, you will decline.
0: The Hammers are just one point above the relegation zone, having lost their last four English Premier League matches. Finally, the British fashion designer Dame Vivian Westwood has died in London. She was 81. She made a name for herself in the fashion scene in the 70s with her androgynous designs, edgy tailoring, slogan t-shirts and subversive attitude to the establishment. Known for her outspoken views on geopolitics as much as her divisive punk fashion style, she often said fashion for her was about much more than clothes.
1: I mean, I just use my fashion as an excuse to say what I think about politically and culturally. But I do think that fashion does do something. I think my fashion gives you an incredible choice in an age of conformity and it helps you to express your individuality.
0: And to the weather uh, forecast, fine and dry, moderate northerly winds. The outlook's still rather cool tomorrow morning. Temperatures will rise in the following couple of days with sunny intervals during the day. One or two light rain patches in the morning and at night on New Year's Day. Temperature right now, 17 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 59%. And that's the news, sports and weather from RTHK.
1: The Brew with Bill Whelan on Radio 3. For nicotine that made us mellow on the thirty. can huh, hate You're breaking. 03. That is a gem. When you were mine. It's Friday afternoon, nearly 20 past one. Sports and all with Danny Hicks, five or ten minutes from now. In this distance no more You're so far all does a new world new sea. i can hear you can you hear me loud and clear in this magic man, life is simple dear we were in love and drunk and free we did it all majestically in the dark Tripping over ourselves. Falling down, turning on. Goodbye, dark, hello, dawn. Bouncing joy, tender heart, ring. Climb up here, see me now. Love on fire, so know how.